Oh, so welcome in, guys, to episode three of About the People for the People. I'm super excited about our guests that I have for you guys today. Um, give you guys a little bit of um, background on them first before I actually introduce you to who they are. Um, might be a surprise to some. Some of you guys that are watching, you might already know who they are. But um, these people are um, an incredible influence on my life, have been my entire life. Um, showed me, taught me everything I need to know about A, becoming a responsible adult, um, a man, um, showed me early what um, success looks like in love with um, your spouse and just uh, a couple that I look up to, you know, when I was thinking about this next episode, it kind of dawned on me last minute. I was like, well, Valentine's Day is coming up. This might be a great opportunity for me to highlight love and highlight um, one of my favorite couples. And um, so I thought about this spur of the moment and I couldn't think of a better couple to highlight and let my listeners, let you guys get a, a full glimpse, um, a bird's eye view. And honestly, we'll go more in depth, um, but let these people really break down to you what um, the successes that they had in their marriage um, that sustained them for this length of time. Um, and also just kind of give you guys some free game on, um, you know, love in general, because honestly, to me, I think they pretty much got it figured out. They may say they don't, but I think they got it uh, figured out. So um, welcome in Lisa and Dre Guilford. Yes, Guilford. So that means they are my parents. So um, welcome in, guys. I'm super excited for you guys to be here. Um, how you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good. Thank you so much for the invitation. How are you? I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of different things changing, trying to figure out what, you know, we're going to do with Valentine's Day, uh, considering that COVID is still going on. And that's put a little wrench in things as far as what people would normally do on Valentine's Day, whether that's dinner or, you know, getaways. You still could do that to a certain extent, but it's just harder now trying to figure out, OK, what restaurant is open? What's capacity look like and all those different measures. So, um just like everything else that COVID has made a little more difficult, um, the holidays have, you know, been difficult as well. So, uh, yeah, just just working through that. And I'll just jump right into it just because we were just talking about COVID. Um, for me and my wife, COVID has highlighted um, some successes. They've highlighted some failures. They've highlighted areas where we need to grow and get better. Um, so I'm just interested what has it been like for you guys um, working from home? Because you guys both have been working from home the whole time, right. correct? Right. right. So um, just talk to me about some of the struggles, early struggles, if any, that you had being around your spouse all day now, every single day, um, and not having that time to, you know, when you're going into the office, whatever that looks like, an extended period of time away, um, working together, sharing spaces that you never have to share when it comes to working, just to kind of walk me through what, what that adjustment has been like for you guys. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably been unlike, not unlike everyone else we've had to adjust to, but maybe not as significantly as, as others have. We we've always spent all of our spare time together. Uh, right. we, we very rarely 
hang out alone. Uh, we don't do, we, there, there's space for it and there's time for it, but we don't do a lot of, you know, hang out with my homeboys. Uh, Lisa hangs out with her girls. There, there's times and there's place for that, but we've always spent most of our spare time together. So the adjustment for us was, I think, two things. Number one, yes, we were with one another in these four walls 24-7, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Both working from home. Uh, me in one room, Lisa in another room. Uh, so it was just the dynamics of, of seeing each other and how we kind of do our job on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, but probably I think a more significant adjustment prior to last March when everything shut down for the last probably what, babe, four or five years, I'm going to say four strong I've been traveling probably 80% of my time yeah, with work. Yeah, yeah. So I've spent an awful lot of time out of the country and uh, in other states for weeks at a time. So this was kind of this was kind of cool for us because of course all my travel got shut down. So I was able just to be home and yeah. and and spend time, you know, Lisa and not not have to worry about her being here by herself. So Right. Uh, I think that's been the biggest adjustment for me. What, what about you, Beth? I agree. Um, I'm loving working from home. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, being with Dad or Dre um, <laughs> every day, all day. Right. I love it. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, mm. I love the interaction. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I love the... We, we are just always on the same schedule. I also like to say, Brandon, sometimes um, it didn't affect us having to work together yeah. when we're talking about being married. Right. Um, because for some, this should have brought uh, a feeling of being, working on the relationship and being together and binding. Yeah, yeah. Or filling those empty gaps mm. that some, some couples didn't realize, um, and these are small things, that their husband or wife drinks two cups of coffee yeah. before break. Right, right. Um, the small things of, oh, I didn't know that you like a coffee or versus tea or a Coke or something like that, yeah. small things. So for me, it's been absolutely awesome. Yeah. And because what do I like to do? I like to cook. So right, right. Dad is getting breakfast. Eating good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating good. He's, he's, getting, he's, he's eating good. So for yeah. us, it's been wonderful. Um, and yet I pray for those who say it's been a struggle. Yeah. That that's that's real. And and instead of complaining, I think people need to should start thinking of the fact that this is the norm now. Yeah. yeah. This is pretty much gonna be the norm. And you gotta be able to appreciate. Mm who you have in your life, husband and wife, and some for some people, even their children. Yeah, yeah. And um, just hearing you guys answer that, you made me think about uh, something. And I'm not saying I'm right in this thought process, but you know, when COVID um, took off and everybody went home, um, one of my things is I, I like personal space. Um, now, that doesn't mean that every waking second of you know my free time i want to be about myself i don't mean that but to me i think that there is um 
there needs to be a place for that. Um, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to give you guys a, a chance to answer that. I think, uh, you know, just with COVID and everybody being home and being around each other, I think it's made people be creative with how they spend that time, that personal time. So, yeah, even though you're in the same house and, um, you know, possibly in the same rooms with these people, like it has at least for me, um, made me think about how can I creatively spend the time that I need to myself um, just to kind of reset, um, get my mind where I need to be. Um, but it's responsibilities. You kind of got to get in order just for yourself. You know, you can just kind of get that time to do that. For me, that's been cooking, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, my mom, my, guys, my mom is a huge cook. She always has. She She's the bomb. Um, for some of y'all that have ever had my mom cooking, you know, she's nice in the kitchen. But uh, yeah, for me, that's what that's looked like is me getting in the kitchen, whipping us up a meal um, during that time of me prepping and stuff like that. That's kind of my my time to be by myself. And then, you know, we eat dinner together, spend the rest of the night together. Having a kid now has also, you know, changed up some schedules. But um, yeah, I guess address that is, are, are people, let me say it this way, are people wrong in your opinion for desiring that personal space um, in whatever capacity that looks like? Absolutely not. Uh, that is, there's a place for that mm. and there needs to be space for that. Uh, you're never wrong for being true to yourself, mm. first of all. And that's one of the keys to being, uh, to being in a healthy relationship mm. that you have to be whole as an individual per person yeah. before you can uh, you know, be one with your spouse, uh, two two broken parts don't equal one one whole. One whole. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, mm -hmm. a part of a person's identity is to to need that personal space and that personal time. Yeah. I think you 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 said it perfectly in that you have to be creative now uh, with COVID and with us, you know, kind of sheltering in place together as a family. You have to be creative on how you how you manage that personal time yeah. for us, you know, I still, even though we're together, believe it or not, in a, in a pretty close quarters uh, and you, you know, Brandon, I'm 6 30, seven o'clock, seven 45. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch, probably watching the game. Right. Uh, mom is, you know, less than uh, 50 feet away in the kitchen <laughs> right. cooking. Right. I'm watching the game. I'm in my personal space, really. Mm -hmm. She's in the kitchen where she loves to be right. in her personal space. So we're still getting the personal space, but we're in the same close proximity. Right. So right. I, I think it's doable. It's flexible. You just have to you have to figure out different creative ways to to get what you need. The flip side of that is some some the other person, uh, the the spouse may not necessarily need personal time, but they need together time. Yeah. So yeah. now how do we creatively, mm. you know, co-mingle those two together? Mm -hmm. So it, to me, everything about this, uh, as it relates to relationships and marriage, everything about this pandemic and, and what it's forced us to do, to me, it's created opportunity. Yeah. It's created opportunity yeah. for you to be creative mm -hmm. and to think outside the box and to have the time uh, to work on on your relationship and some gaps that might be there, yeah. uh, it's an opportunity. But as you know, with opportunities, they go both ways. Yeah. You have an opportunity to strengthen it and you have an opportunity to 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 weaken it. Yes, mm -hmm. and 
and further divide. So yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's opportunity. Right. That's I'm going to have to diddle all that uh, dad said. Is, um, it, you, he hit it right on the nose. Yeah. Again, space is good for everyone. Mm-hmm. You have to have that just so that you can continue to be that one whole person. Yeah. And and you have to either stretch further. Um, if, if I can just piggyback on what you said a little bit, you went from having just you and Hannah mm-hmm. to, and we're talking about in the COVID Right, right, right. To bring him forth a child. Right. That that already was not the norm. Mm-hmm. And now we're like home. Mm-hmm. We've been home. Now all three of us, you're new parents. He's a new baby. You're both working from home. You need space. She needs space. So what you said and what you created has been great. And I think a lot of people need to realize there is so much more creativity. Mm-hmm when they come together mm-hmm. and this has forced, I think, Brandon, I think this has forced a lot of couples to come together and say, you know what, we have to figure out how to make this work. And that's going to be best for us and our family. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the word that you kind of touched on that, I think the word of, um, if there was a word to sum up um, our last year, 2020 is creativity. Um, yes. That's that's what it, that's yes. what it's about. And um, it's it's fun, you know, to see, you know, what you can do and what you come up with and things that work that you would have never thought would have worked if it wouldn't have yes, been for COVID. Yes. Um, so let's let's learn about you guys a little bit more. So um growing up in California, right? My whole family's from California. Um, my parents now reside in Texas, but um take me all the way back, all the way back. Where did you guys meet and tell me when? That was anybody can go. You guys on flight, you got to piggyback off the other whoever <laughs> want to answer it and think they'll answer it the best. Give it to go. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Dad don't have this. I, I trust you. So we met in uh, at the Sunday school convention mm. in 2000. I'm sorry, in 1980. Wow. Yes. We were freshmen in high school. <laughs> and we were at a Sunday school convention. And um, you know, growing up in the church, mm-hmm. especially the Kojic church, you know, right. you go by these districts. And so um, it was myself and Tammy and Chazelle and Marnay and mm-hmm. uh, even Pastor Rome. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh-huh. We were all the Pomona clan. Uh-huh. And dad and them were from the Long Beach, L.A. Mm-hmm. clan. Mm-hmm. Um, they were squares. And we were, <laughs> we were new. <laughs> we, we were the new group there. And so yeah. anyway, um, we met, um, you know, we hung out a couple. You're there a week. Right. First couple of days, you kind of stand in your little with your little clique. I don't mm. want to go, want to go, want to go. Mm. Uh, dad can sing. Dad used to have a long Jerry curl past <laughs> his shoulder, and I was like, "Oh, I like him." Um, and so we just kind of hooked up that way. That's where it started. Uh-huh. Now we didn't become boyfriend and girlfriend mm-hmm. until our senior year. So there wasn't no cell phones. What did y'all do? What, did, did, did y'all exchange house numbers? So, so, so social media in the in the nineteen eighties, in the early eighties, social media for us was church. Okay, okay. So that's how you you interacted. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid. My dad was a pastor. Your grandpa was was a pastor. Most of my uh, childhood so maybe when i was nine or ten 
uh, grandpa started pastoring. Uh, so we literally both, my mom and I, we literally grew up in church. Although yeah. we lived, what, 55, 60 miles of apart from one another right you always see one another at these church functions at yeah. these state functions mm. so you always wanted to go to the sunday school convention or y'all trying Congress. to find some females I feel like, <laughs> that's, that was that's where you went to see the girls and that's yeah. where, you know under the guise of going to church you know so right um so that that was our social media so that's how we early on that that's all you could really do was mm. um was go to church. Yeah. Uh, but then after we started dating, uh, then, you know, it was those, those, uh, those phones, the house phone with the long cord. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you know, but we would talk on the phone for hours. Uh, literally, uh, I would try to hide the phone bill because <laughs> we both did. the phone bill would be over $600 oh every month, every month. And yeah. Y'all had been getting whoopings, man. Y'all ain't getting no whoopings oh, for that, man. Yeah. Good Lord. We, we got probably punished, but it wasn't. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we were a little older then, but, <laughs> but man. So we went through that. Um, the phone, that was it. Phone yeah. was, you know, all all day. And yeah. when summer came around, mm -hmm. we had to talk all day until it was time to go to the Sunday school convention. And we met up at the Sunday school convention. So when was the Sunday school convention? It's a summer thing? Yeah. Yeah. Summer. Okay. Uh, it's before the Congress, yeah, so it's so usually around. They don't uh, know what Congress is. Brandon does. Wait, it's my youth Congress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Y'all don't really, you know, know church stuff like that. Just, just try and follow along. Right. Yeah, it's uh the so the the, youth, the Sunday school convention is really, although it sounds kind of starchy, it's really a convention where young you know, young from young kids all the way up to adults. It's a week-long conference, if you yeah. will. Yeah. It's usually, you know, somewhere that when your mom and I met, I believe it was in, it was in Ventura, mm. uh, California. So you go out, you stay on a college campus somewhere, and, you know, yeah. you, go to, you have session during the daytime and then church service at night. Yeah. Uh, and that was the Sunday School Convention. And then conversely, they had a what was called a Youth Congress uh, which was YPWW, uh, and then same concept, you know, sessions in the daytime, church at night, right. but really for the kids, it was all about cooking up, acting the food, meeting mm -hmm. girls. Yeah. And I was able to go to both, so I went to the Sunday school convention, and then I went to the Congress like mm. it, you mm. know. So you was really, I, you was being thirsty. I, you was really out there I, trying yeah. to find something. <laughs> Right. Or, 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 or what? The, what? What's y'all? Y'all say fast. Y'all probably saying fast back then. Huh? You was trying to be fast. Hey, Brandon. Let me say this also. When you asked about how we communicated, uh -huh. we did a lot of writing letters. Mm. Forgot about that. So they don't. You. You all. Yeah. Don't do we that ain't write no letters yet. And 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 let me say this. When what's in it? So we were write letters. Yeah. And so, um, Granny, Dad's mom, um, who's who's no longer with us. She knew that I had written a letter because I would spray so much perfume oh, man. on the letters that all her mail yeah. <laughs> would smell like, would smell like whatever <laughs> perfume. And we used to, um, we said this spray, you wouldn't know about it. Was it Primo? Primo was a girl's lady spray, like a little cheap body spray. And man, I would just wear it, wear it out on the, yeah. so that was part of our communication, which if I could say this, if you would allow me to kind of move forward. Yeah. With that. That's something that your dad still does to this day. Oh wow! Is write letters, and yeah. I have letters that I carry in my purse. 
to the uh -huh. day that your dad has. So that was part of our communication. And I had a car, I had uh -huh. a Pinto. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got the wheels. Yeah. I was from Strong Beach. I don't have no car. <laughs> I live in Strong Beach. I'm dead. <laughs> um, yeah. so okay, so you go to you go to these conventions, right? And you know, I've 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 been to I think I probably went to one or two youth congresses, maybe, maybe two. At least. Maybe. I don't think I went that much. I feel like I feel like my brother went more. But um yeah, I, I guess second that, you know, when, when you that age, you going like we supposed to be going up there for Jesus and we up there trying to find the girls. That's what we're trying to do and act up, right? But you know, what I can't remember because I was young, but at that time you guys were freshmen in high school, you said when you met, what was it that you were looking for in a companion if you were even thinking about it at that point? I'm not talking about a spouse, just from a boyfriend, girlfriend thing. If you were thinking about that, what was what was your type? What were you looking for? I think at that at that age, you don't know it. Yeah. You're too you're, you're, you're immature. Yeah, you're, you're too immature to, to understand it. But I but inherently I think what you look for is what you've seen. Exactly. Mm. You, the model. Yeah. So for 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 me, I looked for the personality of my mother. Yeah. That's you inherently because that's the first that's the first woman that you you have a, a close relationship with and that right. you love. So I think you're you kind of, in my opinion, you kind of go towards towards what you've seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree too. And that's the same with me. Um I my dream as a little girl, when you talk to your friends and you played and all of that, and you played who you wanted to marry, mm. you know, it was always I wanted someone like my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of what he showed me and mm -hmm. was teaching me as a little girl. So when I grew up or was able to finally date, and I'm sure you know that was hard with mm -hmm. your grandparents, with me, right. being a only girl. Right. Um, but I knew how my grandpa was and how dad just loved and treated us. And respect. that's just all I was looking for. So I don't think it was the hard looking for that right companion. Just just that someone that had a little bit of something about yeah. my dad, all I knew, right? you know? So yeah. if, if he opened the door, my dad opened the door, that's what I expected for right. my boyfriend to do. So right. I, I think it's fair to say that you think at that age, you think that you're after certain physical attributes. Yeah. You know, what what's happening at the time? So back then, it was the Jerry curls. Yeah. So, yeah. Where mom might've thought, oh, I love that Jerry curl. He cute. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't really about the Jerry curl. Right. Um, right. It's, it's those innate things that I think that draw you now mm -hmm. without being too clinical. Unfortunately, that's saying a lot because you, you search for that model. That model is what it is. And sometimes you search for the negative side of that model too mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so if my mom has these negative attributes or then i think inherently i think you can you can search for that same kind That's of right. pain Absolutely. as well yeah so it, it's uh it goes both ways yeah so um i'm always interested to to hear from the the older generation about this so 
you guys didn't start dating until your senior year is what you said, right? Year in high school. school, Okay, senior year in high school. So give me your two cents and and, and I'll kind of briefly give my perspective quickly before I let you guys answer. I want to know you guys two cents on, I guess, when the right time is for you to start dating, right? Because like for for me, um, I know you guys didn't know all of my <laughs> love life like that, but yeah, we didn't um, want to know either. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. Well, no, I take that back. I I I had two girlfriends, two girlfriends in high school, I believe. Yeah, two girlfriends. Now I and I say that lightly because I feel like that wasn't even really girlfriend no disrespect if y'all ever listen i i'm not trying to disrespect y'all um but like i that i wouldn't taking that too serious right um but i do think that you know like so so i have a i have a six month old now and as much as i'm like i want you to somewhat get that experience kind of choosing a partner and all those things like that. I do think that you're also opening up yourself prematurely to things that you don't necessarily need to be exposed to at that time. Um, we could use our imagination for one of those things. Um, mm-hmm. And then also just other things is if you just get treated poorly, right? Uh, because you're young, you're immature, you make mistakes. So I think what a result of that is you get a lot of um, young people at a young age with a lot of hurt and a lot of um wounded hearts literally for pretty much no reason just because you just got taken advantage of because you were young and you didn't know what you were really doing so um with that do you think there's any benefit at all even if it's like one percent any benefit at all in you know dating I guess in high school if we put a a age on it in high school or do you think that needs to wait until you fully mature your you know if you guys have a set number in your head age number or you're like okay when you turn 19 this is when you start looking for it what's your response to that I guess well for me um mine may be a little different um because I couldn't date until I was 16. Mm -hmm. my parents had so many restrictions and one of them was because I had an older brother who, mm-hmm. Uncle TJ, yeah. um, who he didn't go the way, all the way like mom and grandpa wanted him to go. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, so here I come the second and I'm an only girl. Right. Okay. So for me, I think my parents kind of put too much on trying to make me something or trying to make me feel like dating was so wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. I think that you have to know when your child is ready to date. I believe at 16, maybe a little early in today's society because it's so much more out there than it was for us. Right. But the other part is, as that parent, if you're asking, you have to also make sure that you are implementing so many other things Mm -hmm. with your child, Mm -hmm. so many things that they can get get into as far as sports and whatever acting singing traveling that maybe dating is not necessarily what you want to give them now anything beyond 16 or younger than 16 yeah i i don't i don't agree with that right Um, right. now i have boys right i had two boys you and your brother so 
where if you all were girls, 16 maybe, maybe was the age. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would have given you all 15. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, that, that's it. So when you say what's the benefit, I don't think it's a great benefit in dating because you're rushing it. Why are you rushing it? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you have all of your life ahead. So what's the rush for dating at 16? That real quick before you, I, I don't mean to cut you off in the middle. You're getting ready to add to that. Mom mm -hmm. just made me think of this, and I want you to kind of answer this along with what you're going to say. Um, so, do you see similarities from the? So that's been a what late '80s when you guys were dating, knew each other, right? Um, so middle late '80s. Are, do you see any similarities in our society when it comes to dating? back then as there is now i know there's differences as far as like social media goes and things of that yeah. nature but do you think that plays a factor into it at all yeah it, it's interesting that you <clears throat> you asked that question because that that's was part of my response mm. uh initially is that i think we have to be careful to define dating mm. uh dating in the 80s very much different than dating in 2021 right uh, so really we we throw that term around we say you know mom said we started dating uh in high school but what what was that really? what was that right you know what, what did that look like right it looked like every we still live 60 miles apart right so you know on the weekends if i could use my parents car yeah. Then I would drive down. We go to the movies, mm -hmm. go to the to the drive-in. Mm -hmm. uh, we go to the mall. Mm -hmm. uh, that that was dating. Yeah, right. That's not what dating looks like in 2020. Right. I just want to interrupt this podcast quickly to let you guys know you can follow me on Instagram at ATP400. That's A-T-P, the number four, H-U-N-N-I-D. Also, you can find the actual video footage of these interviews on YouTube by searching about the people for the people. Now, back to the show. You were saying that about redefining dating for um, like that preteen age and, and yeah. a little bit older. So uh, kind of elaborate on that again. Yeah, so so I think that as as parents, we just have to be more involved with our with our youngsters and understand that that desire to have company from the opposite sex is natural. Mm -hmm. uh, and but I monitor that and, mm. and I I throttle that yeah. as a parent. Yeah, uh, and that gets more. You know, you get more liberties as you get okay. older. Right. But, the difference you asked between then and now, I think generationally, one of the biggest differences across the board from you know, our age, our generation, and your generation, and your brother's generation, and even younger. Yeah. There's a lot of different reasons for it, and, I, and I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time talking about that, but younger generations now have a need to do everything so quickly. Yeah. Right, right, right that they've turned what should be just pure, if you will, teenage interest yeah, yeah. into 
it doesn't look any different mm-hmm. than a 23 year old date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the problem comes in at. Right. Your dating shouldn't look like as, as a 16 year old, your dating shouldn't look like my dating. Right. 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 And, and, and that, that's the biggest, that that's the biggest issue. So just to try to squash it and say that, you know, you shouldn't date. Yeah. That's, that's not the way to go. What does that date teach your children? What does it look like to date mm-hmm. uh, or, or to be interested in someone else uh, at, at different stages of your development? Yeah. And if you're in high school, mm-hmm. you're graduating high school like we were, and you're dating someone, what does that look like in the dynamics of where you're at, what you're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. what, you, what, what your plans are for the future? Yeah. How you need to bring all of that into your ideology of dating yeah your plan and and i feel like that's that's interesting that we we kind of spent some time talking about like the the term of it because you know when i was when i was like in high school and stuff like that the term for that was just talking right yeah. and that sounds weird right but well, i talked to that girl right but to me i was give you my personal spin on that like what that meant if i said i'm talking to this girl at my school that you're not my girlfriend like mm-hmm. that's literally me just getting to know you mm-hmm. um, and however length of time I want that to take as I'm trying to figure that out. And right. then it gets to a point where I say, oh, okay, like, do you want to be my girlfriend at that point? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to um, kind of touch on the the rushing part of what you were saying, saying um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think even in the dynamic of when I was in high school and you would be talking to somebody, you could even feel the rush then where like, well, it could be it could be the girl, it could be the boy side where they were like, nah, like you need to like claim me. Like, am I your right. girlfriend? Am I your boyfriend? And it's like, no, we right. could just like still continue to get to know each other. And to me, if I if I put my own definition on like the term dating as a whole, I think that's what dating is. It's talking. Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's it's that we we just couldn't do it because we weren't in high school. I couldn't buy you dinner. I could I, I didn't right. have no money, you know, but right. dating is me getting to know you, spending time with you. And then I decide down the road, okay, you're my girlfriend. And then you, you know, marriage, all that kind of stuff down the road. But I think um, that's, that's a, that's an excellent point. Just kind of like redefining what dating looks like, I guess, in every generation. I think that's where we have to spend time. Right. Yes. You have something, mom, you're going to have. No, I, I was just agreeing with you all both. Um, yeah. You were saying what dating is, it's just collecting information. It's collecting data. Mm. Mm-hmm. That, that's what that that's what it is it's, yeah. it's just you know seeing what what you're about you know mm-hmm. and, and not being ashamed to meet the parents and all yeah. of those things. and I know that sound lame because I am a little old-fashioned but <laughs> when you were saying that for you all it was talking well that's what it was for us believe it or not in our generation yeah. it was I'm talking mm-hmm. we go together no, we didn't go together until you said, <laughs> "Oh, will you be we, my girl? Will you be my lady?" Oh. Yeah, yeah. And that's where that's the. I wasn't. I couldn't claim me until he said, "Will you be my lady?" Right, right. Then when he said that, then we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. But we talked, and and right. we began to. The, to me, that kind of the dating part kind mm-hmm. of uh, makes you begin to connect with that person, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like you all said earlier, is that. Mm, maybe after a couple of years or excuse me, a couple of months or so, mm, you, you may not really be the one I want to go to the mall with on Friday night. Right. Or that dance or whatever. Right. But, you know, and, and Brandon, I know you want to, we're going to move on from, right. from high school. I know you got other <laughs> questions, but yeah, it, it just dawned on me when, when mom was saying that in terms of, of 
dating and collecting data. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's one of the reasons why, one of the reasons why we have such a strong bond and the ability to uh, communicate with one another mm -hmm. is because when we were dating, because we were so far apart, yep. all we could do mm -hmm. was either write a letter or mm -hmm. talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. We couldn't see each other. There were some times where it would, it would be a couple of weeks in between right. where we really could see each other. Right. So all we had was our, our, our lip game, right? right. Just talk. That's all right. we could do. So here we are now, 32 years later. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us. Well, mm -hmm. that, it's 38 years later. Right? Yeah. Right? It's easy for us to talk. Because that's right. all we that's that's the foundation of which mm -hmm. our relationship was built mm -hmm. was talking to one another and getting to know one another and having right. fun just not being able to touch one another. Right. To to one another. And that's that's crazy that you said that. It's like I is the wild thing, guys, is like and I'm saying this to my listeners, the crazy thing about this is like, I'm talking to my parents about things that I never talked to them about before, right? But I'm an adult now, I got my own family, all these things like that. But it just, yeah, when, you, when you answer these questions, like, or act, when I'm asking these questions and you guys answer them, it just makes me think like, man, I wish I would have took the time to get you guys input back then on those things because, because of what dad just said right now, exactly what you just said. For the listeners, real quick, um, my my wife, that's how our relationship was. We were long distance. We met um, in the Bahamas. I know people like the Bahamas. Yeah, it's a long story. I'm against all that. But we met in the Bahamas. She was in Iowa. I was in Texas. And we spent, that was 2012 when we met. Um, going in 2012, it just hit 2012. So from 12 to 15, we talked. Mm. Um a lot of that had to do with the fact that there there was no physical intimacy that we could have, right? I couldn't be with her ever. I was playing ball. She was in college. We were doing completely two different things. But to your point that that's what our foundation was built on as well. We didn't know that we were doing that. We right. were just trying to spend as much time as we could with yeah. our resources. But looking back, we say that all the time. If we talk to other couples and things like that, somebody's like, oh, I'm having a hard time. My boyfriend's over here. And I should tell people all the time, like, yeah, it's hard. But at the same time, it's one of the best things that you're doing right now because you're learning how to communicate at such a high level that once you guys get around each other, and, and I think the benefit of it is really just, it's those hard times, right? right? So when we would fight, when we would get in arguments, when we were apart from each other, when we were dating, like I had every every opportunity to be like, okay, either A, I can either stop talking to you forever, or if I'm if I don't want to do that because I like you too much, then I can act stupid and act like I don't want to talk about the issues that we need to talk about. But then she would just nag me about it to the point that I did it. But um, it was teaching me how to be more vulnerable. It was teaching me how to communicate through those tough situations and then now i'm not saying it's easy it's still it's still growing that has to be done but now that when we when we got together and we could be you know in the same apartment and live together and get married then those things are easy you know something happens it'd be like we're just not gonna talk about this like let's just talk about right. it real quick so we right. can move on with the rest of our right. day and not let this drag on for three days you know what i'm saying so right. um I, I think you hit the I always get this analogy mixed up the 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 hammer with the nail and nail and the hammer however they say it um yeah, I think that's 
that's the beauty of that long distance and, and building that foundation of communication. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so Valentine's Day is coming up Saturday. Sunday, excuse me. Ooh, Sunday. Sunday. Um, can you guys remember the first Valentine's Day gift you got from one another? The very first one. If you got each other something. Hey. Well, I'm or if you can't that. think of the first one, what's the most memorable one? I'm going to do that. You go first and that'll remind me. <laughs> well, um, our first Valentine's. Now I'm going to go for marriage because you have to remember we dated. He said very first. Our very first Valentine. The very first. Very first, very first. Let me think. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <sighs> You could probably just make something up. Dad probably don't remember. You might as well just say something. I think I, think I got mine. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that I, I bought you some candy. I was going to say, okay. and I was going to say, I, I got candy in a car. Good okay. candy from Thrifties. From Thrifties, dang. Thrifties like like CVS, that's what that is. The, the Thrifties, I had a roach in my ice cream when I was a kid. That Thrifties, ah! huh? yeah. yeah. They probably out of business now. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm going to say for me, that probably was the first gift that dad gave me. Mm -hmm. And probably for me, giving him was just a card. Mm -hmm. Just just a card. Yeah. No perfume this time. Just a card. No, 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 mm. no, no. I'm sure she sprayed it with perfume. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, probably sent you the yeah. bottle this time. I would say that would be the first. Okay. Um. What? What's the. Oh, dad, you haven't asked her. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, it was Ken. Oh, okay. 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 Um, in your opinion, what's the importance of gifts? Do you think Valentine's Day is something that um, we prioritize gifts? We should. Um, and I guess, honestly, that's not even put on, on the scope of Valentine's Day, just in general. Um, what's your what's your take on gifts? Um, you know, we got books like Love Languages and people are like, you know, I'm a giver. I like to get gifts and things of that nature, but our society does put that burden on relationships. I feel like that gift giving is a huge deal. I think it. Um, you brought up love, love languages. I, I'm a I'm a big uh, fan of the Five Love Language book. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's one of the best uh, books that I've ever read on yeah. Mary. I yeah. probably I probably read it at least three times. Mm -hmm. I would read it again. Um, and I think that that helps understand, that helped me understand that for some folks, giving or receiving a gift, yeah, that if that don't move them. Yeah. So regardless of what holiday it is, mm -hmm. if it's Valentine's, Christmas, uh, just because if that doesn't move me, if that's not my love language, then I mean I'm happy about it, but it don't don't move me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think to answer your question, I think it depends on your on, on your mate. Yeah. If that's if you know that your mate loves to receive gifts mm -hmm. and that makes them that, that brings them uh, happiness mm -hmm. and it makes them feel valued, then I think it'd be pretty smart to <laughs> buy some gifts. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, that is not a big her, that is not the pet. He doesn't have the personality that he has to have a gift. Mm -hmm. The entire relationship mm -hmm. that has never been like that. 
I don't have to have a gift, an actual, um, where you went out and bought something with the receipt. Yeah. My gift can be just you saying, have a seat and I'm going to fix you the Valentine's dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know what? Today is just your day. Just mm-hmm. cheer. I don't have to have the physical gift mm-hmm. in, in regards to the receipt type purchase. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you get, what you give me. Now, here's the thing. As dad said, you have to know what your spouse likes and what mm-hmm. works in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Because there are strictly some couples, mm-hmm. married couples, mm-hmm. that there are certain things that they won't celebrate. They won't celebrate giving birthdays to each other, gifts or Christmas, but right. they give to other people. Yeah. So you have to know what works for you and your marriage. So here's the thing. Here's another thing. Um, Christmas, and you may not really re- realize it, but from the time we've had Andrew, who mm-hmm. is what, three years older than you or however, yeah. mm-hmm. and you, we never have given each other Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. So Brandon, what happens is people look at us that know us and work with us and they'll say, oh my God, Christmas is going to be big for you all because you no, know, we don't celebrate Christmas and they can't understand mm-hmm. that because they can't understand that because our Christmas was about our children mm-hmm. and the children understanding what Christmas is about. And we wanted to let you all have the gifts. Yeah. So, but now dad does it big for me. Mm-hmm. My birthday, yeah, yeah. Valentine's day. You've seen it, you've experienced it, mm-hmm. but you know, gift giving, I think I have to agree. I think society puts too much on it. Yeah. I, I really do. And I think I'm, I'm ladies may not agree, uh, but I think it's too much pressure on the men. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I, I do believe that because if my if the man to me, if his budget mm-hmm. does not fit what you think you should get because society says yeah. Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. that puts a lot on that man, yeah, or that young man who says, I, I can't give her mm-hmm. all of that. So either I give her nothing, yeah. And take the chance of will my feelings get hurt with nothing? Yeah. Or I give her the little bit that I have and seeing her throw it in the corner or something. So I just yeah. think it's a lot of pressure for men. But yeah. That's my take on gift giving. We touched on um well, you guys touched on like the love languages a little bit. Um I, I wanna I wanna put my finger on this for a quick second and we can get off it. In my opinion. We have a love languages book and stuff like that. I love it too. I think it's a great book. Um, it's eye-opening. If you get married, um, you kind of learn your spouse a lot better um, if you apply the principles that are in there. But I think, I talk to people about this book a lot. And I, I think in society's perspective on that book, I think we're lazy when it comes to generalizing what each gender's love language is. So now that we know what these love languages are, I hear all the time that men is always physical touch, right? Man, just whether it's the sex, it's the whatever, like it's physical touch. Women, it could be everything else, right? It can be the the the, the gift giving or the receiving of gifts or words, affirmation, things of like that. And I was actually listening to a, a this is a while back and 
I was listening to a, a pastor that I listened to a lot and he was speaking. Uh, his sermon was about just love and marriage and things of that nature. He did a whole series about that. And he brought up one of the points and I'm paraphrasing about most men's dominant love language is words of affirmation. And he was saying that because when, when men are little boys, they get that a lot from mom. They get that from dad, whether it be, you know, if, if Micah picks up when he gets a little bit older, he picks up his toys, his mom might be like, Oh, Mike, you so strong, you know, and stuff like that. So, and then he wants to start trying to pick up the, the briefcase now and it's too heavy for him, you know, but it's like, they always get that those words that make them feel better. So he was saying a lot of men, that's their dominant trait. So when you got people saying, Oh, it's physical touch and they're giving them this and men are working at a deficit now because like nobody's ever telling us that we're worth anything, we're value, all that kind of stuff like that. So, um, I digress off that. What is your quick response to the generalization of the love languages? Yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's like set tripping, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think uh, it's taking. It's, you can't argue the. I think the uh, the factual premise mm-hmm. of the love language. Right, that we all have a different love language. That that's just the 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 verbiage mm-hmm. that the author chose mm-hmm. to illustrate his theory. But we we all have different likes and dislikes and different things that make us tick. Right, that's really what that is. It's just psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Psychology one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's dangerous to stereotype what you just explained was just stereotyping that right. well the man he's it's obviously got to be physical touch because men right. are always interested in the physical uh aspect of, right. of a relationship right and, and that's dangerous because mm. there are some men who aren't yeah, yeah. and there's some women that are more that 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 the physical is more important to them. Right. So right. I think it's very very dangerous just to stereotype based upon gender mm. uh, a particular love language, and it it distorts right. and and takes you off of off of the the ultimate goal or, yeah. the, or the realization, mm-hmm. the beauty of the self realization of, of who you are. Because I, I'm mine is words of affirmation. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't really care about gifts i mean i like nice things right but you know what makes me what floats my boat is when my wife gives me those words of affirmation and she mm-hmm. packs my back and i'm mm-hmm. like and i feel like I, I can do anything right right, right. She said i could right uh, right so you know it, it just it's dangerous to, to stereotype I, yeah I, for sure i agree with that one for sure bro you add anything mom you good cool so I'm good um I'm going to give you guys some time to uh, brag about yourselves a little bit and specifically about one thing, Sims. Okay. So you guys have your, your own, um, I don't even know what you, what you call it. Um, your own brand for lack of a better term. Um, I'm not going to break down the acronym yet. I'll let you guys kind of explain what it is that you guys do Um, for the listeners. It does revolve around marriages and building up marriages but I'll let you guys kind of explain what it is, where the vision came from. Um, yeah, just break that down for the listeners for me. Sure. So, so SIMS. Uh, SIMS is an acronym or that stands for Strength in Marriages. 
Uh, it is a, call it a, I, I like, we call it a marriage ministry. I like to call mm. it a, a marriage support group mm. uh, that, because, you know, uh, in my opinion, ministry puts it in a box. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing that I don't like uh, our organization to be as it relates to our marriage uh, the support group is is to be boxed in mm. to a certain uh, mode of mm. what marriage ministry has become, mm -hmm. specifically within in, within the church. Yeah. Uh, but how did it start? So, uh, man, Brandon, I think you probably were about eight or nine years old. Yeah. Uh, and we were in uh, in California, and we had been married. If, if you were if you were eight, we had been married. What about 10, 10 years, 10, 20 years, yeah. And um, everything we always had a, a great relationship, always had what many looked at us and thought we had a, a model mm -hmm. uh, marriage. And, and you know, we we heard all the comments you guys have such a great marriage, and how do you guys do it? And this, that, and the other. And and, and we thought very highly of, of our marriage, and, and we felt like we were in a successful marriage, yeah. Uh, but we were at a point with careers, kids. Mm -hmm. You guys were extremely involved in sports, mm -hmm. in church. I was extremely involved in building a career and being a musician yeah. uh, in church in a very, very busy uh, ministry. Yeah. Uh, mom was trying to, trying to work, trying to raise you guys, uh, going in between working and and being. A uh, housewife to try to take care of you guys. Yeah. So a lot of moving pieces, mm -hmm. and we stopped focusing. I think on we didn't have the time, and nor probably the energy to focus on our relationship. Mm. And we found ourselves just kind of in a like a dull spot. We were just kind of like, yeah, I mean, we good, we happy, right? We ain't got no problems, but it just it ain't sparking like it mm. always sparked. Mm -hmm. but at the same time people are still saying man you guys are this you got that and we kind of yeah. like okay okay but so we were just kind of like what what's going on what, mm -hmm. what's going on with us we ain't sparking like we usually spark, spark. you know mm -hmm. and uh so some some good friends of ours anthony and angela fox pastor anthony and angela that's my fox, godparents y'all <laughs> brandon's godparents they had a Angela said she was going to have around this time of year, it was Valentine's uh -huh. season. She was going to have some couples come over from the church and we was just going to kick back. Yeah. And, but you know, your godmother, it was going to be more than just kick back. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we had these little subjects that uh, everybody had a subject that you talked about yeah. as it relates to marriage and mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. So it turned out to be this amazingly cool vibe. Right. Yeah. And it was about five or six couples yeah. there from mm -hmm. the church we had one of the best times that, that I've ever had in that kind of environment. And uh, so we decided, you know what, that's kind of cool. We should do that. Yeah. So it probably was a couple of years later, we decided uh, we would do it. And we invited a handful of couples from the church uh, to come to the house, yeah. to our house. And we were, you know, nothing too heavy, mm -hmm. just, Kind of the same vibe, just yeah. kind of talk about some specific subjects, you know, the norm, finances, communication, right. intimacy, you know, the, the norms 
and it was amazing. We mm. probably had maybe eight couples mm. that many mm-hmm. the, the first time. Everybody wants to do it again. And so we're like, all right, we'll do it again next month. Yeah. And every time we did it, more couples would come. Yeah. And before you know it, we had as many couples as we could hold in our house. <laughs> right. It was like 20 couples that yeah. and mom would just cook up like this crazy amount of food. Mm-hmm. And we'd start about six, seven o'clock and uh in the evening, maybe seven o'clock in the evening and, and it'd be two, three o'clock mm-hmm. uh in the morning before you know the last few people would, would leave. And then that's kind of how it it birthed. It was like, hey, this is people were like, we want to do this. We need this in our marriage. Mm. We just need to talk. And I, I thought I was the only couple going through this kind of stuff. Wow. And come to find out y'all going through it too. <laughs> and how y'all deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then stuff that we weren't going through or somebody else wasn't going through, we could see maybe that down the road. Like, oh, if we don't course correct, we yeah. gonna end up where they're, they're right, at kind of thing. Right. And uh so then that's when we're like, you know what? This, there's a there's ministry mm-hmm. involved in this. Uh we're gonna go ahead and do that. And then and one last piece that I, I wanna I wanna mention that that I did mention in, in, in that kind of chronological explanation. Um I was driving to work one one morning and I worked about an hour and a half from home. Mm. And during that period where your mom and I were talking like, hey, what's going on? We're not sparking kind of thing. Uh, and I was like, man, I was like, this is just the worst. I'm praying because I usually prayed in the morning while I was commuting to work. And I'm like, God, you got to help. You got to help us. And yeah. that was trying to break our marriage up <laughs> and all of this. And, you know, we got, I'm not going to let the devil break my family <laughs> up. And I'm praying. And God spoke to me while I was driving. And he said, this is not of the devil mm. this is for ministry mm. and i'm like whoa okay and so i told mom i called i don't know if i called or told her when i got to work yeah you know what god had told me and i i remember telling her you know i don't want to go through this season and not do whatever this ministry is that god is birthing in us mm. because then that season is all for not. We got right. nothing out of it. Right. So nothing else. I'm doing the ministry so I can feel like we were victorious in, in what we went through and we, we got past that. Right. So we, we started Sims. Didn't even have a name. We just started it. We started doing that uh, quarterly mm-hmm. where we would have folks come over. You remember because you was the doorman. You used yep. to <laughs> open the door and, and take care of the people who had to bring their little kids. Mm-hmm. You was in charge of taking them in the back of the, in your room to play the video games. <laughs> yeah. Keep them occupied. Uh, we did it quarterly and then we started doing activities to where we would, you know, go places. Catalina Island, yeah. San Francisco trips to San Francisco. Uh, uh To uh, up in uh, Idlewild. Mm-hmm. in the mountains, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all the little fancy, uh, restaurants in, in LA and, and Hollywood. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it, Brandon, as people started, couples started saying, you know what, I'm never, we never go out. Yeah. We, we've never, I've never been in a limousine before we rented limos and went to Hollywood and had dinner. And they're like, I've never been in a limo. Mm. 
I've never been out to a, a fancy restaurant with my yeah. with my spouse, and we like what? Yeah. Some of the restaurants that we used to take you and your brother to, we would take them to, and they were like, we never been nowhere like this. Right, like, right. We bring our kids here. We y'all tripping. Yeah. Got to get out the house. So we figured out there's a need for people to spend time together, mm. uh, date one another, mm-hmm. have fun together, and uh, as well as have some some ministry as right. well. And and I just want to kind of and all that Dad said was was 100. But the one thing, so it doesn't look like, oh, okay, we just came with this. Oh, okay, we have this um, awesome ministry uh-huh. with what we were going through because we had to get ourselves to straight first. Yeah, yeah. Or we can be open mm. to our vessels be open yeah. for those other couples to come and say, hey, what what's really going on? And, and mm. I'm going to say this and and, and I said to anyone, and, and you and your brother know the most, um, the one thing that I will always give my husband credit for is the one thing I know is that dad hears from God. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not making this mm-hmm. a Christian setting. Nah, but God nah, hears we from love God, Jesus. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Sims is based, the foundation is Christ. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when that... I know that dad hears from God and I know that his prayer has covered our family from you right. all up until now where we're at. Right. And when dad came and said, he left, a, he leaves a lot of this out because this was important for me. Um, as a woman, sometimes the last thing you want people to see is sometimes the realness that there's some issues. Mm-hmm. There's some issues in, in this marriage. Mm. Um, but when people saw us, we kind of looked like, I guess, the little ideal family, especially in church. We went to church Sunday. Our boys played sports. Mm-hmm. Dad was a drummer. He worked corporate. He was yeah. building. Oh, and then I was able to stay home and mm-hmm. be with you all, most yeah. of you all's childhood. So uh, yeah. everybody saw that as great. Yeah. Um, and so for me as a woman, you kind of covered that up. You covered the hurt up or that that there's something missing. And, and Ours wasn't necessarily hurt, but some people it's hurt. Yeah. Ours was what's happening. There's something that's not making us click like we should click. Right. And it wasn't until, like Dad said, we began to say, whatever this is, mm-hmm. we have to fight through it. Yeah. Whatever this is, we have to make sure that we're right. Yeah. And what we did was, and you probably don't remember it, Andrew don't remember, but there was some a whole lot of weekends mm-hmm. when there was no baseball mm-hmm. that you all were shipped over to your grandparents' house. Yeah. Because it was about us. To you all, I'm going to hang out with granny and grandpa. Right. For us, it was about what we had to do to get ourselves back on track. Because wow. while we're working on us, we're still getting this. You guys have it. What's the secret? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And dad mm-hmm. said, not only did God tell him it was not an attack of the enemy, but he says, get ready, Lisa. He says, because women are going to start coming to you needing your help. Mm. At that point, I was thinking, he be, he dad yeah. be, he think he, now uh, he a preacher all of a sudden. Uh-huh. He yeah, yeah, yeah. But I forgot, remember, I said he hears from God. Mm. And they started coming. Mm. 
Mm. And they started coming those who have positions, mm. not only in corporate, but yeah. in the church. Mm. What's the secret? Mm. I do this. I can't talk to my spouse. I mm. can't. But before we were able to help, we had to get ourselves together. And one day we went out, you all, you all, we sat <laughs> in our driveway mm. from about 10 p.m till probably about 7 a.m. the next morning in Rialto. We didn't even get out the house. Mm. We had Goldie was just sitting at there looking at us because we knew we had to get this together and it was most important for us first. Mm. Then we would be able to help and share. So that's a small part that dad left out, but it's a big part. And then Mm. we were able to birth Sims. Yeah. And we love what we do. Mm -hmm. And we love that so many couples trust in in what we do and believe in what we do. Um, So I just wanted to say that. So that's how Sims came about. Mm. Um, And it's really simple. We're not saying marriage is simple, but the strength in marriage is so powerful. Mm. If you have your strength in your marriage, the COVID, Mm-hmm. Having to be home with my kids all day, and now my husband or my wife is home all day. Guess what? Having to realize somebody may not be working, mm-hmm. your strength in your marriage will pull you through out of anything. And that's kind of what Sims is about. So, what else? That's <laughs> <laughs> so, guys. Sims is dope, like for real. Like I remember when I was a kid, obviously I didn't understand to the magnitude of what was going on. I thought my parents were just throwing functions at the house and, you know, they was just kicking it with the homies. I just knew that whatever they were talking about was probably a little bit serious because if I came out the room, it was quiet and I had to leave pretty quickly, get get my fruit right. snack and get back out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, but the the crazy thing about what you guys said and the the one thing that I took away from all the explanation is that the like intentionality you guys have behind fixing your marriage or I don't say fix your marriage, like your marriage is falling apart, but I mean, it's working on you guys and your marriage, um, finding the fault in there, working on that before you pour it into other people. Because what I think is unique about that is people saw something in you guys to begin with. Right. Um, And I think it's easy when people start to point those things out in you for you to be like, okay, well then I'm going to do what you say that I can do. Right. You think that you're coming to me for questions. So I'm just going to give you answers all the time. And then, Hey, come to me all the time or whatever the case may be. You're inviting that now, but it seems like you guys at the opposite and was like, ah, we kind of go stiff arm that just for a second until we take care of ourselves because we want to be whole enough to pour into people and pour the right stuff into them, as opposed to um, still having issues that we need to address. And we're speaking on those things or things that nature. I think that's rare. And I think that that needs to be applauded because I don't think that enough people do that. Once we get callings, we just jump on callings, right? Right. As opposed to being like, okay, like I, I get that you know, wherever that, wherever that manifestation that calling is coming from, whether it's from a person or that's coming from God, whatever it looks like. Um, I think once we hear it, we just jump on it instead of being like, okay, I, I, I hear it. I feel that that's exciting, but 
what do I need to do to position myself in order to walk into that calling correctly? Right. And you know what, Brennan, I think the one of the, I, I guess you'd call it phrases, slogans, sayings that comes to my mind when you say that is the, the, uh, the saying or slogan that uh, hurt people uh, bleed all over those that they try to help. And in my mind, I visualize, you know, you, you've been, you've been, you're bleeding from, from your stomach Yeah. and somebody is on the ground and you go to render CPR to them. Mm. And how can you possibly help them? You, you're bleeding all over them. Right. Because right. your wound is still open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear it every time you get on a plane, and I promise I think of it, and I fly a lot, and I yeah. think about it every time I hear uh, the the flight attendant say it. In an emergency, put your mask on. If you're with a small child, mm-hmm. put your mask on first mm-hmm. before you put the child's mask on, mm-hmm. which seems... When I first started flying, I was thinking, that's cold-blooded. You're going right. to take care of you and then the babysitting right here? Right. You can't help the child. We don't have a lot of time. Right. You can't help the child if you fall out right. from a lack of oxygen right. before you can get the mask on the child. Right. So get the mask on you first. Heal yourself first. Mm. And then you can help. And now keep in mind, healing is a is a, is a process. Right. Uh, I say all the time in Sims, uh, successful marriage uh it's a journey it's not a destination there isn't a place that you arrive at that you say we have a successful marriage right that's not a destination it's a journey Mm. ever fit you never get there right where you can definitively say and put your crown on to say that we have a successful marriage Mm. in marriage it's a little play on words too it's strength the word strength I in mm-hmm. marriage, but when you say it's strengthened, it's really you have to mm-hmm. work on strengthening your marriage mm-hmm. all the time. You have yeah. to make that a priority because you haven't arrived. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if you guys, um, for listeners who listened to my last episode, um, I brought up kind of like a a code that I live by, and one of those things is. Um, I, I welcome um, critique, meaning I want, I want my, uh, my flaws pointed out so that I don't, I don't guess on what needs to be addressed and not hit exactly what needs to be taken care of. The reason I brought that up is because I think about like what the analogy you're using that and as it applies to marriage, like, you know, I think there has to be, or I guess let me ask this, knowing that, right? What is your advice to couples on, and I'll give you an example to make the question make more sense. To me, I think what needs to happen is I would ask my wife, where is it? Actually, perfect example, I'll give you this. Every uh, anniversary that we have, right? We'll go to dinner or whatever we're doing that night. We spend the bulk of our time talking about where do we mess up in this past year? Where do you think we missed the mark? And what are the things we want to address as a couple going forward so that we don't repeat these same mistakes 
in the next year of our mm-hmm. marriage. Um, so do you think it's that simple? Do you think it's one of those things where you just need to, couples need to do more of that, where we're asking each other, where am I missing the mark um, so that I can address this? Because I think sometimes there's a, what, where I think that we miss the mark sometimes is where we assume that the other person is just supposed to know. Right. Right. So I think it's one of those things where if you can ask your spouse, um, you know, what, what am I not doing for you? You know, where am I not, uh, where I'm not hitting those goals or hitting those marks um, mm-hmm. for you to strengthen mm-hmm. this marriage and things like that. To that, you say what? Uh, I, I think I'm going to take a step, one step backwards mm-hmm. and then I'm going to lead to that, lead okay. into that. Okay. Um, the, I think one of one of the most important things that you have to do, uh, and we did this when we first got married, we didn't understand it because we were too young mm-hmm. to understand the gravity of what we were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we committed to staying together regardless of whatever. Mm-hmm. When I proposed to hey, mom, some people don't like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I proposed to mom, I told her. And by the way, when I proposed, I proposed to her at Taco Bell <laughs> on our lunch break. So I just want a key to success. That might be one of them. Taco Bell is still open. We still married. I feel like Taco oh, Bell man. should make us some spokesperson. Man, really- for real, man. Taco Bell, I'm going to find a sponsor for them. And <laughs> yeah, I need to do that for real. I need to get royalties off that. That's crazy. But but when I proposed, I said, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I do not believe in getting a divorce. Mm. Divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm what, 20 years old? Mm-hmm. 19, 19 maybe. I don't, I don't understand the gravity of what I'm saying. Right. 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 I don't understand that. Yeah. You're going to be tested. Those yeah. words will be tested, buddy. Yeah. It sounds smooth now, yeah. but you're going to, mm-hmm. but again, we built our foundation based upon that. There's no yeah. out. Yeah. There, there's no out. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing on the, there, there's no escape clause. There's no parachute. Mm-hmm. We got so that means we got to fight through everything. Now it doesn't mean that we both felt that way all the time, mm-hmm. but we could hold each other accountable, right, to that commitment, right. So that's the first thing. Take the, take the out clause out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I love that you said what you guys do, you and Han do, uh, you know, and on your anniversary. I feel mm-hmm. like you stole that from me because uh, we've done that for years. Mm. I, I really feel like you heard me say mm, this. Nah, I think I just did that because I'm it's dope. dope. Nah, it's cool. Hey, uh, we do that. Uh-huh. Every every anniversary, uh-huh. at some point, we have that dialogue. Okay, yeah. so where are we at? Where How how we doing? You know, now, as you get older, your lens and your sight gets longer. So yeah. you stop talking about what just happened last year. Mm-hmm. And you start talking about, okay, Here's where we are. This is where we plan to be five mm-hmm. years from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause now these stages of development now kids are in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we out of high school kids in college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Out of college empty nesters now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's next in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So we have those kind of conversations about this is what we need to be doing today for tomorrow. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's critical. Yeah. One thing that I think 
couples, young and old, they make a mistake. We put, we put more energy into our careers, mm-hmm. into our friendships outside mm-hmm. of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, with our with our homeboys, with mm-hmm. our girlfriends, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we stay on jobs that we don't like, mm-hmm. but we go every day, mm-hmm. and, and we're committed to being uh, a good employee, right? But yet, when we're in a difficult stage in our marriage, we're ready to give up. Mm. So you put more value on a job that you don't like mm-hmm. than the yeah. person that you say you love. Mm. It, does, it doesn't make sense. On mm. the job, I tell people, work your marriage like a corporation. Mm. Corporation has to do risk analysis. Yeah. Right? You yeah. got you to gotta do SWOT analysis to figure out what's my strength, what's my weaknesses, where's the opportunity, where's the threats. Right, right. Run it like a corporation. What, what, wow. Where are we liable? Where are our liabilities? Where's our biggest profit coming from? What, mm. what do we do good? What do we do successfully? Mm-hmm. Let's do an annual review mm-hmm. of ourselves. Okay, here's your performance review. This is mm-hmm. our marriage performance review. Mm. You have to run it like it means something to you mm. and run it like a corporation, not so clinical that it's, it's, it's cold. Right. I think you get what I'm saying is that, mm-hmm. that intent and that intentionality, like you said, that this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. This is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. We failed here. How can we fix that? Mm-hmm. What do mm-hmm. we, what adjustments? How do we pivot? To, to fix that. We lost some time. What do we need to do to, to make up some time now? Uh, that That's my take on it. Maybe way mm. more than what you, you want. No, to no, that's, that's, that's some great stuff. I like that. I like the SWOT analysis. Um, yeah. And I like really want to start doing that for real, but um, I want to go back to something that you had just said when you were talking about um, the phrase or the comment of divorce, not being an option. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's thrown around loosely. Um, if people oh, yeah. do, you know, use that term, I think it's 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 loose lipped when people say it, they don't understand the magnitude of what they're getting at. Right. But I do want to be and I, I want you to talk about this just because I always think about this sometimes. Um, I want to be sensitive to the people that are in really bad situations, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, is there a time where that should happen because the the only the only thing that i go to personally the only thing i go to is like if you know you put in your hands if you are literally physically threatened right Right. and or or mentally too it it could be mental as well you know emotionally all that if you are just being just demeaned and just you know to the worst of the worst then yeah that's probably a situation we need to encourage people to get out of but um i wanted to at least let you elaborate on that so in case people were like are you saying i should stay in the situation if i'm you know getting my head knocked off like you know what i'm saying (laughs) right right yeah no no that that's an excellent point in the i don't believe in the cases of abuse yeah be it physical or Mm -hmm. mental Mm -hmm. that you should stay Mm -hmm. in that relationship yeah uh that can't be fixed yeah let's be fair to some who have gone through those kind of things some have gone through those and been and and have found deliverance through that yeah and and i applaud you but if those things can't be corrected and fixed yeah no i I think it's foolish to say well we said i was never gonna get a divorce Mm -hmm. but this man or woman is beating my head in no right right god called you to peace Mm -hmm. and he and, and your marriage should be peaceful Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't condone that at all. Yeah. When I say that, uh, marriage is not an option. Yeah. Divorce I, I mean, 
divorce yeah. is yeah. not an option. Yeah. Uh, it's implied. I'm mm-hmm. implying mm-hmm. that there is no abuse. Mm-hmm. Right. There. I got right. you. I got you. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm implying. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's what I was going to say. We have to make sure now. Mo- most, well, most, mm-hmm. those how you say we have, you know, we're not downplaying it. Mm-hmm. And whether you're listening or or whatever, we, no, we we're not accepting abuse at any given time for yeah. anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, we're not stating that. And we're not saying, okay, so you want me to stay here and strengthen my marriage, like you hmm. said, and now I'm gonna get my face pushed in the refrigerator because you no, know, <laughs> right, right. You didn't have no milk, mm-hmm. you know, ran out of milk. No, that's yeah. absolutely not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and no, we're not trying to be the counselor of your marriage. Mm-hmm. So then when dad says we we absolutely said divorce is not an option mm-hmm. for us, that was some things that we saw growing up in our families. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember we have older brothers. I only mm-hmm. have one, but mm-hmm. dad have a couple of older mm-hmm. brothers and sisters that um, there was some divorce. Yeah. And could those divorce divorces have been healed? You're going. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. were, were the divorces behind finances? We can yeah. work through finance. Right. Were right. they behind? Um, I'm trying to find a career and every time I look up, you, you jump in from career to career mm-hmm. and are we going to make it? We can get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, are we talking about, you know what? I don't, when I ask you to talk to me, you just shut down. What mm-hmm. you can get through those. Those are things mm-hmm. because this is mostly the time where people throw away the key. Yeah. And they say, well, you know what? Here I come. And every time I try to talk, mm-hmm. he don't want to talk or mm-hmm. He do this or she do that. It's mm-hmm. the small things. Listen, the Bible says it's a small foxes mm-hmm. that destroys the vine. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. it, you can't see the fox eating the vine of the of the fruit. Right. It's destroying it at the vine. So it's the little knickknack caddywhack things. I know that sounds kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. It's um, so what we do is instead of working on that, mm-hmm. we're quick to say, you know what, I'm out. Yeah, I and I, I'm out. Um, because you know what, I'm not the one that's gonna put up with. Mm-hmm. Or I had this before I married you. Mm-hmm. Or I, mm-hmm. or I can't get this. We we can't. We can never do that. So that's what we mean when we say divorce is not an option. Which kind of goes with Sims. Yeah, those are some of the things. Not some, but we have deep discussions. Mm-hmm. Not to know what your business is. That's mm-hmm. not what we're about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to let you know. It could be worked How out. How can we all? Yeah. It can yeah. work. It can, you can make it. Yeah. That's yeah. What, for us, we didn't go through it, but maybe the foxes went through it. Right. Or right. the Guilford, you all, yeah, yeah. or the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that you have to, and you take the wisdom mm-hmm. and you glean to the wisdom. Yeah. You also got to be smart. That's why it's we're strengthening our marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and and when we're talking about strengthening, dad always used this, and I'm surprised he didn't use it. And he didn't steal it from nowhere, because the Bible say, mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Right, right. Iron sharpens iron. So mm-hmm. when I'm involved in some areas, he has no choice. Right. Note I said, he has no choice mm-hmm. but to come and start sharpening and vice versa. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's the... It's the friction, right? The mm-hmm. friction mm-hmm. that causes, so we, the, that causes we, it. Talk, yeah. 
breath. Yes, we we talk good. about iron sharpens iron, that's good. Right. but two slick pieces of iron, mm. there's no friction. Yeah. It won't sharpen. Yeah. It takes friction mm-hmm. to sharpen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all we go through in, in marriage in our relationships. In our, in our marital relationship is, is we have friction sometimes. We have yeah. disagreements. We come from two different places. We socialize mm-hmm. differently. We bring baggage to the to the relationship, right? Uh, from from family, from previous relationships, all of that. That's just the friction. That's just yeah. the the friction on my iron, and you got your friction on your iron. Mm-hmm. We bring that together, uh, and and we sharpen one another. And I, my my favorite my favorite preacher, Bishop Jake says he wrote the book. Mm. You'll win if you don't quit. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's one of the most powerful statements that I've ever heard. You, you'll win if you don't, if quit. You don't quit. And I think the make up in your mind that you won't quit. I think for my generation, I'm speaking on my generation right now. I hope if the people that are listening, I hope you guys are really soaking up this game because I think where we lack the discipline um, is we run, I don't know if this one is even the right word, but what I'm getting at is I think my generation does a horrible job of running from mm-hmm. friction. Mm-hmm. Um, to use your analogy of that friction, they run from that. And I think because of that, you don't see the longevity. And let's just talk about marriage right now. You don't see the longevities in marriage. You don't see people willing to work through just the normal seeds of life. Like I, I, I talk to my wife all the time and I always tell her like, there's no getting around trials in our life. Like it, they're going to come eventually. It's going to come knocking on our door. You know, family's going to get sick. People are going to die. Like it, it, it comes with life. Like those things are going to come, but um, it's embracing that friction that I think that our generation, we don't do a great job at. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with what we talked about earlier about everything coming so fast. So if I don't like something, I usually can get the desired result pretty quickly in right. something else. So we right. have a bunch of coping mechanisms that we jump to so many different things so quickly right. because we have access to that. And, you know, I think the hope is just going back to the fundamentals of like what you guys are talking about. Um, at the end of the day, we can't avoid that friction, but we can use it to our advantage. And that's where I think we have to change the mindsets of, just people in general. Um, it doesn't have to be just my generation. I'm sure it's people all ages that, you know, do these things. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad you guys are elaborating on that because that's something that I like to, um, it's almost like I, I seek it in a way. And I know that sounds kind of weird and bad, but it's like, I, I want that, I want to embrace hard. Like I, wherever hard is, I kind of want to go towards that. And let's say like in the, in the scope of like relationships and marriage, if I don't like to talk, I want to force myself to talk, you know? So like, even if I don't feel like doing that, I want to like be weird about it and not really know what I'm doing and stutter over my words and do all that kind of stuff like that. Take something like a career or something like that, or a hobby. Take this podcast I'm doing, right? I've never done a podcast. I don't like to talk like that to begin with. Um, that's just my personality. So it's kind of weird for people that know me like that, like intimately, they probably like, oh, like Brandon's doing something where he's talking to people. Like, but one, it was something that I want to do once I got the interest in, I want to do it. But then after that, I was like, I know it's going to be hard. Like, and I probably will get on here and I'll be umming and I don't knows and questions may not sound great, but 
I'm embracing that. I'm just going to do it anyway. You know, so I think that's kind of the lesson um, I would say is embracing that hard, especially in marriage. Definitely. Yes. I agree. Now, yeah. I, I will challenge you when you said you like uh, to get critique. Yeah. But you didn't like when I would critique you about baseball, but you telling me you like to be critiqued. Oh, nah, man. See, the baseball is a little different, man. Like, I think <laughs> all, them, I, all them times in Little League, I was trying to tell you something coming home from the game. You didn't want to hear it. Ah, uh, whatever, man. Um, that's because I thought I was nice, I guess. But um, uh, so you guys kind of touched on this a little bit, but I just I want both of you to um, spend some time breaking this down for me. So marriage is sacred, you know, and it should be cherished. Um, in your own words, you know, what makes this uh, union so unique um, and so important? I'm not saying that every single um, person in this world needs to get married. Marriage is not for everybody. Right. But for the ones that are considering it, the ones that are about to engage, whatever that looks like, explain to them why it's a big deal. And I, I will dad to go and then mom can go. We can go in either order. But I want the man's perspective and I want the woman's perspective on this. I might be too deep, so you might have to water it down a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I think the institution of marriage is so unique and important mm -hmm. because it's biblical. Uh. Um, we believe that we believe the Bible mm -hmm. in, in the beginning in Genesis. God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just listen to this. If you haven't, I would, I would strongly uh, recommend that you buy the book or listen to the YouTube messages from Michael Todd and relationship goals. Mm -hmm. Just listen to this. The name of the message is relationship goal. And I was listening to some of it yesterday. He was talking about this very thing and how, you know, we know in the Bible where God made, you know, on the first day he made this, he made second day he made this. And mm -hmm. after each time he, God created something, he said, it's good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until he created man, Adam, that he said, it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. So he created a woman to mm -hmm. help mate. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes a marriage unique mm -hmm. because it is the foundation. Yeah. It is what this very world was built on foundationally as it relates to human beings needing a spouse. Mm -hmm to make them better. Mm -hmm. uh, now, does that mean that I'm, I am less than if I don't have a spouse? No, yeah. Yeah. that's not what it, what it says, mm -hmm. not what it means. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the man shouldn't be alone. It's not good for men to be alone. Speaks more to the, uh, 
the relationship of having someone to care for mm-hmm. uh not and it doesn't always necessarily mean from a husband right right right, right. As you relationship. Said, yeah 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 just relationship in general yeah, with just, people exactly right and, and contact and the the whole uh everything that comes with with being in a in a relationship right a right and or family or whatever so i i'd say that that's what makes it unique uh-huh. I'm going to have to uh, agree with that in regards to it's biblical. Yeah. And I often tell people that your marriage, really, the only persons that matter, uh-huh. really, because we can get all of the witnesses, well, we can invite all of these people, but the only persons that matter is God first. Uh-huh. The husband and the wife because you're taking that vow the commitment mm-hmm. I, i'm so i'm so um gun hold i can't think of the word i so believe in the vows yeah the traditional vows i know people can do that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I, I don't knock it yeah um, and they've been doing that for years even mm-hmm. prior to us getting married mm-hmm. but i wanted the traditional vows because i believe in them so strongly yeah i, I believe that um what it states is that what we're supposed to do. And that's how our marriages stay unique mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is to mm-hmm. honor those vows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what makes it unique. Yeah. Building the foundation mm-hmm. at the beginning. We didn't know what we were doing when we proposed, dad proposed to me at 19 and we married at 21. Yeah. We didn't know how to be married, but what we was doing I'm going to take it all the way back from the dating, uh-huh. collecting dating, uh-huh. data. Uh-huh. When we realized for us it was going to work, yeah. we were starting to build that strong foundation. Uh-huh. So guess what? When things came, it rocked us, Yeah. but it didn't crack. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't move us. So for me, in regards to the uniqueness or what makes marriages or our marriage unique and others uh-huh. is that strong foundation uh-huh. and that willingness to understand that we made a commitment to one another. Yeah. And we got to honor that commitment. Yeah. It, it's not hard. So that, that's my, that's my take on uniqueness. And I, I have to say a lot with that. I agree with what a lot of he said in regards to that because it's biblical. It makes it easier yeah. to say, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I just want to, to just to add to the last piece of what you said, but is that the the other piece, Brandon? I think too is that I'm I'm big on 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 modeling, mm-hmm. and and I think a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. a a godly mm-hmm. healthy marriage, mm-hmm. um is an amazing model mm-hmm. and what happens is that all i the one of the most important things for me as a father was to make sure that i gave you and your brother the right model mm-hmm. to know not only what it's like to uh love your wife to take care of your wife and family Mm-hmm. How to be a solid father, husband, uh, all and, and friend, all of that, you yeah. know, together. So you see that model. Yeah. So that guess what? Innately, 
you replicate that model. Mm-hmm. So even if even if Brandon and Andrew don't know that they're replicating what they saw, yeah, they're they're gonna replicate what they saw. Right. They're gonna do it their way. Mm-hmm. But the core uh, is going to be based upon the model that they saw. Right. So so that's that's the other piece of why marriage is so unique. Because mm-hmm. when done right, mm-hmm. yes, you model not only to your children but to others. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a a solid marriage, mm-hmm. right, then you have solid families mm-hmm. and, and solid children. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they go in society and then it that model just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, if you're involved in church, mm-hmm. then you have solid churches that mm-hmm. outreach, you have you have solid communities, you mm-hmm. have solid states, mm-hmm. you have so, solid, then it just keeps going. Now you, the world is 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 comprised wow. of these solid models. Wow. That's why it's so unique and so important that we do it right, do it yeah. the right way. Yeah. And then on that note too, and I always tell people, and Brandon, you may not remember, but when dad talks about a model, mm-hmm. remember I have no sisters and I didn't have daughters and Hannah. Thank God for Hannah. <laughs> I have a daughter, right? And our little joke is I'm still gonna put little barrettes in her hair. <laughs> you know, that's our inside joke. But another thing with the model is I had to also make sure that I was being a model of a mom. Mm my boys Mm. and my marriage so that Mm. you all would know the type of woman not be exactly like mom Mm. but that woman who will respect you Mm. that woman that will honor you that woman that cherishes you that woman that i got your back yeah yeah. i am your best friend Mm -hmm. so i i I say that and i always use the illustration you probably were about mm, probably about seven maybe eight Mm -hmm. um and you know, mom always cooked. We mm-hmm. all know that. Always cook. Um, and one day you said, mom, you should be fixing me and Andrew's plate first because we're the kids. Mm-hmm. But you always fix daddy's plate first. Mm-hmm. Hate him. And, and, <laughs> I, and I say this, I, I, I use this a lot. And I remember saying, because dad is my husband. Mm-hmm. He's the cover of our home. Yeah. And until you get into that place, you mm. won't understand. Yeah. Now you're there. And I still, I didn't stop mm-hmm. fixing dad plate first. Right. I continue to do what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's a model. And I'm not saying that any woman should, okay, go fix a husband plate because that's not what right, right. works for your household. Right. It works. But right. when you say a model, those are the things that I hope that you all saw in mom yeah. that how how I catered to your dad and I mm. enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that was a burden. Yeah, yeah. Do that. I, it, it's funny that you say that. Um, just to give a a quick uh, example, personal example about what you just talked about. I've had the conversation a lot of times. People ask, like, you know, you talk about your your home life and what things were like growing up. And I tell people all the time, I was like, I have never seen my mom not fix my dad's plate and bring it to him. And I've had conversations with women too. Sometimes they're like, well, like I, I didn't see that in my household or, you know, this or that. Or like, I was like, you can go do your own, you can fix your own plate and stuff like that. And now I didn't think about this when I was young, the way I do now, but I always tell people, I'm like, one thing that I do know about my mom is that she did respect and honor 
my dad. Now, honor, we're not saying go kiss his feet. I don't mean in the, in that in that type of chivalry of honor. That's not what we mean. But I mean, like, that's how my mom saw it was best to show her appreciation mm-hmm. to my father. So it never was, to your point, a situation where, from what I saw, right? And there was a situation where you felt you were angry doing that, right? Where you came and threw his plate at him, like you could have made your own plate today, or it was nothing like that. It always felt like that was, quote unquote, the least you can do was to bring him a plate, and you enjoyed doing it. And I think the only way you enjoy doing that is by having the right heart posture and the heart right heart posture. We know where all that comes from, right? But anyway, um, it's just funny that you you, you brought that. Now, I mean that example because I've had that conversation a lot, and I'm like, guys, it's not about like the fact that yes, my dad's capable of getting up off the couch and making his own plate. Yes, he can do that. But that's what my mom wants to do for him. So if that's what she wants to do for him, then that's that's what she needs to do, right? Um, but um, to kind of put a bow on everything that I was asking you guys, the reason I'm I'm digging into that is because I want I, I think I think we have to come against this um this independent mindset that is like in our society now. Not all of it is bad, but when it comes to relationships, I think it's detrimental. Um, and relationships from marriage to friendships to everything, you see it so much where people are like, I can just do it by myself. I don't need no friends. I don't need this. I'll get my career on my own. I'll make my own money. I'll do this. I don't need a boyfriend. I don't need a girlfriend. I don't need a spouse. Like That's right. kind of applaudable, but at the same time, it's like, but you do need people. And um, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, you know, one thing that I feel like is actually with Jordan on my last episode and we were talking about our wives and things. And I was saying that I think the greatest thing about having a wife is that you now have, you have help that you didn't and support that you wouldn't have if you were by yourself. Like there's things that I've accomplished and achieved because I knew I had supported my wife at the end of the day. So that, that wasn't something that I had to go like randomly find. Imagine if I didn't have my wife. And let's just say I didn't have no homies that could do that. Say I'm in, in Iowa, right? And I don't really got no friends like that to the friends I do have in Iowa. Forgive me. That's not what I mean. But um, <laughs> say I'm out here by myself, don't have no friends. I'm not married. I'm trying to accomplish all these goals. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to feel like I don't have no support. I probably won't want to stay, you know, things of that nature. But now it's like I have somebody in my corner always. And that could be financially. That's helped me financially. That could be helping me emotionally. Like all of those things, they propel me to the things that I want to achieve in life. So I think that you guys elaborating and touching on these things is starting to, I hope, crack that seed um, that I think is like, you know, permeating our society where it's better to be alone. It's better to do things by yourself so that you don't get hurt or to guard yourself and things of that nature. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. And I think a lot of times that that independency when we're talking about marriage yeah. is one of the first things that comes in to mm. play. Mm. It, it's, it's just that, well, okay, um, this your account, this my account. Mm. But we're supposed to be one. Yeah. Or um, you really don't know what I make. So this is what I'm going to put in the account, but you really don't know that. I got a stash over here and I'm just using that because that's easy. That's that independency. But when you come together, Mm. remember marriage, you come together as one, not only intimately, but you come together mentally Mm -hmm. in everything that we do. You come together 
right. behold, mm-hmm. that's 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 the what other reason do we get married is to be one. Right. If we're going under the guidelines of how Christ said it or how God said it, we become one flesh. A man leaves his a man leaves his um, household. Dad mm-hmm. made me mess up. Excuse me. <laughs> um, he says he cleaves yeah. to his wife. Yeah. So that that's what it is. But go ahead. Dad think I'm taking the whole show. No, no, no. Because no. <laughs> you guys, when, when Brandon said the uh, independence and this this mentality of, yeah, that was of independence, that was I, I agree with that uh, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. But usually when I'm, I'm talking to uh, couples in that vein, uh-huh. um, there's a there's a particular scripture in the Bible that I always think about, and I didn't come across this until probably about seven eight years ago. I really never heard the scripture, but it says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better mm. for a triple braided cord is easily broken mm-hmm. uh and i always think about that that three that that three braided cord yeah that of course that third cord being got yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know yeah you can do it by yourself mm. you you can be great by yourself mm. but it's nothing like having a partner yeah that, because here's the thing you ain't always gonna feel strong mm. you're not always gonna feel like a conqueror uh-huh. You're not always going to feel like you can win. Right. But when you have that spouse that has your back, that feels strong when you're weak. Yeah. You, you can't lose. Right. Because right. really, you always strong. Yeah. Because even though I feel weak, I got somebody holding me up saying, right. oh, you got this. You can do this. Mm. Even though I don't believe it myself at mm. the time, that person is holding me up. And then vice versa. It, it, it flips. Imagine you've been by yourself, Mr. or Mrs. Independent, mm. in those moments of vulnerability. Wow. That's when you, you go to other vices. Yeah. And, mm. and coping mechanisms. Right. Just to numb yourself mm. of how you feel. Mm. I don't I don't have to do that because I got my own my own right. pillar of yeah. strength when That's I'm right. weak that can can hold me up. And then together, yeah, then we can lean on our faith. Yeah. Because there's sometimes life will come to where we both, both get it. Yeah, feel yeah, yeah. Like we down to mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. and it's done beat us up, but we mm-hmm. still have our faith, that third core Man. that that holds us up. Man, that's hot as fire right there, bro. Y'all better be taking notes, man. I promise. It's crazy. <laughs> um, we we pretty much done. I just want to wrap up with this. Um advice for just couples in general. And more so just encouragement. Don't even think about more of advice. Like what what would be your encouragement if we had a Sims meeting right now and it was all the listeners and their spouses and just them by themselves and the whole world. And they was like, it's you two to give everybody some encouragement on um, on relationship, on love, on um, just putting our hope back in that. You know, what what, what is your encouragement to, to the people? Um, my encouragement is going to be Let's talk about it. Let's get uh, to the root of that problem, uh, that issue, uh, so that we can work it out. Yeah. Remember, two are stronger together. Uh, uh, we can we can work it out. We can uh, make it. Um, there's nothing that we cannot conquer yeah. if we're together. 
Um, my advice is to be open, mm-hmm. be willing to accept what your spouse may or may have to say when it comes to what it is we have to get through. And not all the time is the hard thing mm-hmm. of infidelity. It mm-hmm. can be something as small as the kids may be acting up or it could be mm-hmm. our career or it could be my mom or dad is sick and now we have to. Mm-hmm. The encouragement words are you can make it. Mm-hmm. You just have to stand strong mm-hmm. and you let no one talk you against your spouse. Mm. Never. That's a whole nother, you should have talked that about that earlier. That is a whole yeah. nother show. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that because when we're down really quick, yeah. we tend to go to the person that their advice sounds a little good mm. and that's so wrong mm. because your advice should always be from that husband or wife that you're with. So that's yeah. going to be my words of encouragement. You can do it. Hang mm. in. I love that. So I think my my uh, words of encouragement to, to couples out there, young and old, regardless of where you're at in the tenure of your your uh, marriage, uh, you know, in in the world of social media and, and phrases, you know, everybody's doing the throwback this, throwback Thursday, throwback. Let's use that same mentality or approach. Let's go back to the basics. Yeah. Uh, there was a reason that you connected with that person. And I knew I use the analogy all the time. You can take a, a, a beautiful diamond, and if it sits in the dirt for too long, even if it don't, a woman could have a beautiful diamond ring on. Uh-huh. If that diamond ring is never polished and, and treated and cleaned, uh-huh. it begins to get uh, dross on it, uh-huh. uh, just a film that you really can't see but it dulls the brilliance of the diamond. Mm. And that's really what happens in relationships. Mm. You started off as this brilliant relationship. Life came, kids came, careers came, dysfunction came, all of that, whatever. And it just put a film on what's otherwise still a priceless gem, still a diamond, yeah. It just needs some polishing to get that dross off of it. Uh-huh. And how do you get that off? The The biggest piece of advice we give married couples is get back to being friends. Mm. Again. If Date. you've never been friends, then that's where you need to start. Yes. Mm. Because at the end of the day, we really do this. We Sometimes we give our friends more consideration mm-hmm. and more... Uh, what, what would you say more uh more forgiveness mm. more rope mm. than we do our spouse wow and we're more forgiving for outside relationships than we are i don't know why that happens mm. but it does mm. right we'll look past our friends like yeah he, he be tripping but yeah that's my dog you know mm. he, he do this too much but as long as he don't do that he's he my dog but our spouse we can't overlook that at fault we like it, it I, that drives me crazy. I hate when she do that, mm. right? We don't give that, extend that same level of grace. Wow. Exactly. Wow. So I would say get back to being friends, mm-hmm. get back to dating. What was it that made you want to be around that person all the time, every day, all day long? Yeah. Talk to them on the phone, FaceTime, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. What made you so, so just crazy over being with that person? Get back to doing those things because it's harder to to disappoint your friend mm. 
it really is when you're my friend because sometimes I don't I don't like you as my wife but I always like you as my friend mm, mm-hmm. so connect as friends date do things uh spend time together in this in today's economy of course we can't go to restaurants as much as we you know yeah. go out yeah. but what we can do is we can have some 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 intimate time and some and some talking and some reconnecting and resetting yeah. Yeah. And, and recalibrating uh, our our uh, relationship and friendship so that we can we can get past all the the crap the minutia and 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 build and get back to, to mm. building solid solid marriage and remember it's not it's not a it, it's not a destination it's a marathon like nip say it's a marathon mm-hmm. man um that was some great stuff man i i really hope that you guys enjoyed that um yeah i mean to me they got it figured out like i said i know we just said it's a marathon but um i think they got the tools necessary to um you know help everybody on their quest to um, learning their spouse more, loving each other better, and things of that nature. I tell my dad, I was telling him the other day that he needs to have a podcast, a Sims podcast, and then they could just talk about all these different things. So we'll see if he actually does it or not, because I think he really needs to. But um, I appreciate you guys um, as my parents. I appreciate you guys as a married couple that I idolize. Um, I tell people all the time, I <laughs> I can only pray that God will ever make me the man that my dad is um, as a, as a husband to his wife. Like that's all I want to do is be as good to my wife as my dad is to my mom. And I want Micah to see that um, and things of that nature. So um, yeah, I'll, when I, when I upload this, I'll probably, you know, tag you guys, obviously. So, you know, you guys might have people start reaching out to you. You never know. So um, I'll make sure I put, I'll put you guys information in the, in the, uh, in the bio and all that kind of stuff like that. But thank you guys for taking some time to jump on the call. I know it's late, um, but tomorrow Friday. So, you know, we'll be all right. Yeah, it's mine too, man. But a really um, quick, Brandon, thank you for, thank you for, for choosing us as your parents. We're mm-hmm. honored. We don't yeah. take this for granted mm-hmm. because it's you. You could have chose any other couple. Yeah, yeah. We thank you We and we're proud and we love you. Thank you. I love y'all too. So you guys thank have you a too. great night um, and I will uh, get everything uploaded. You guys share it. Make sure you get that out to your Sims people and all that kind of stuff like that. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Saturday. All right. Love Saturday. you. Saturday. All right, man. Love you guys. Love all you, right. babe. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night.